Welcome listeners to Mind Your Mind Speaks, a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental well-being topics. Today, we welcome Dr. Holly Kelly, director of the Marietta Vet Center to our podcast. Dr. Kelly, before we start with our questions, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, Irene. First of all, let me just say thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. This is really exciting. and uh, It's just a really wonderful platform to get information out to, to a lot of folks. So thank you for that. Our pleasure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm Dr. Holly Kelly, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, I'm an AMFT or nationally approved supervisor in my field as well. Um, I've lived down here in, in Georgia, Marietta, Georgia, for about five or six years now, but I actually hail from the Midwest. Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I did my undergrad in psychology and master's in marriage and family therapy there. And then my doctorate um, headed over to Minnesota, the Twin Cities, and did it at the University of Minnesota uh, in marriage and family therapy as well. Um, I've practiced for, gosh, it's been over 20 years now, and uh, my specialization has been in trauma the entire time. So uh, so I've worked in domestic violence, uh, several nonprofits, um, both as a clinician and consulting, um, prison settings, in-home therapy, and then private practice. Um, I actually uh, came to the vet centers in 2012 uh, as a clinician working um, in, in readjustment counseling services and have been the director of the Marietta Vet Center now for the last two years. Wow. Well, a belated welcome to Georgia. Hopefully <laughs> you're enjoying the early burst of spring weather that we're having here now. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Much um, better than the, the negative temperatures my yes. family up north is getting, so I'll take it. <laughs> for, day, for days on end, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, Dr. Kelly, you mentioned the Marietta Vet Center, and certainly your credentials and experience, um, it's no surprise that you have ended there as the director, but can you tell us a little bit about the populations and the people that the Marietta Vet Center serves? Absolutely. So one thing that I think would be helpful, Irene, is just to speak to the vet centers as a whole. Okay. Um, I've always said that I, I think the vet centers are, you know, this little hidden gem in the VA system. Um, and a lot of times we actually get referrals by word of mouth and, you know, from veterans that have come here. Um, the vet centers, there's uh, actually 300 vet centers across the country with seven being here in Georgia. And um, they were actually established in 1979 by Congress out of recognizing that a significant number of Vietnam veterans were still experiencing readjustment issues. Um, and so actually what's really interesting about the vet centers is that they started with Vietnam veterans meeting in the communities supporting one another. And, and then there were um, some mental health professionals that would come over from the VA oftentimes who were also veterans themselves and sit in on these circles. And so, it was actually the Vietnam veterans and these mental health professionals that petitioned Congress um, to get these little vet centers established because they wanted something very community-based um, and not so much kind of the traditional hospital setting um, that was at that time very much a part of the VA. And so these little vet centers were really born out of, uh, of the efforts of Vietnam veterans. So they're very client-centered. And, um, and so we don't do diagnosing here. We don't do psychiatry here. We're primarily focused on providing the counseling services. So we do individual, couple, family, and group counseling. 
um, primarily around the social and psychological services pertaining to readjustment counseling to veterans who served, served in combat or combat zones. Um, and this includes active duty, duty service members, the National Guard and Reserve, as well as their family members. Um, we also offer military sexual trauma, uh, counseling for military sexual trauma, um, and for those who were um, in direct emergent medical care or mortuary services um, while serving on active military duty to casualties of war. Mm. And we also provide bereavement counseling for family members when there's been a loss of a veteran or service member. Um, all services are free, they're completely confidential. Um, we can, uh, it's probably easiest to have folks call in to set up an appointment, but we do take walk-ins. And, uh, and right now with the COVID situation, we are providing telehealth services um, at all vet centers. Um, so, you know, veterans and family members can feel comfortable just calling from the you know, safety of their homes to receive services. Um, here in Marietta, you know, we see uh, all, all walks of military life. You know, we see all eras from Vietnam veterans all the way up through the current conflicts, a lot of OIF, OEF, Gulf War veterans, mm. a lot of diversity in terms of our clientele. We actually have a very um, large number of uh, female veterans that come here, which is great. So we, we run some women's groups, um, some MST groups. Um, and so just a lot of diversity here at the vet center, both with clientele and with staff. Um, we're a small vet center. There's only, um, we're actually just hiring someone. So then we'll have a full staff, which will be seven people. Um, and the vet center is one thing that's really prominent about them is they try very hard. I am not a veteran, but they try very hard to hire veterans. Um, so then there's kind of that peer to peer counseling as well for when veterans come in. Which is so important. Um, I know I have heard that veterans are much more likely to open up and share about their experiences with a fellow veteran. So absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Well, um, Dr. Kelly, you've mentioned a couple of um, conditions, I guess, that would cause people to be in need of your services, trauma, um, bereavement, um, adjustment issues. What signs of concern might family members or friends or coworkers witness from an individual um, that you know would lead to risk factors that can lead to mental health struggles. What should people be looking for in their um, friends who are veterans? Absolutely, it's such a great question, Irene, because of course there's no clear-cut answer on that. Um, you know, when first thing that you know I, I always want to make very clear is that just because somebody has served in a combat zone doesn't mean that they're automatically diagnosed with PTSD. You know, that's always the big one, the post-traumatic mm -hmm. stress disorder. And so um, that may be the case, but um, actually for a, a good number of our folks coming back, they, they are not, they do not meet that criteria. Um, but that does not mean that they don't have some of the symptoms that are associated with it. Uh, so first of all, it's reducing the stigma that every, every combat veteran has PTSD. And it's also acknowledging that Again, they may be experiencing some components of this, even though it's not reaching diagnostic levels. Um, and so there could be a whole host of factors, you know, that family members and friends may be witnessing um, to pay attention to. I always say, though, that if you feel something is off, even if there's really nothing else that you can directly link it to, pay attention to that, you know, because typically that energy that's being given off by the veteran there probably is something stirring underneath. So just always kind of trust your gut with that. 
Um, but certainly, you know, mood swings are a big one. So we think about, you know, depression, anxiety, it could be a lot of um, ups and downs. And, you know, this tends to um, oftentimes escalate over time. Um, and so the mood swings might um, get more severe, more significant. Um, you know, a, a lot of times folks talk more extensively about the depression with this, you know, where they have a harder and harder time functioning um, because of depressive symptoms that they're experiencing. Um, but anxiety is certainly another one. And this can be attached to oftentimes a lot of external situations, such as having to go out in public, you know, having to go to work, family functions, um, anxiety about everything happening in the world. You know, right now we're seeing such a heightened anxiety for veterans because of COVID, mm -hmm. you know, because of what's happening just in our, our environment. Um, you know, it was, a, <laughs> it was a tough political year. And so there was a lot of veterans that really struggled with this. I think that ambiguity and that uncertainty can be really, really challenging. Um, you know, so heightened agitation, um, all the, can go up all the way to, you know, anger, rage, Mm -hmm. uh, difficulty sleeping, that's always a big one for our veterans, you know, so if they're, if that tends to be escalating, where they're having a really hard time with sleep, um, where they're not able to get the rest they need to reset, um, that's going to play into these other factors, as well as the instability that can heighten suicidal ideation. Um, some of the other big ones, are, of, course, of course, are, you know, if they're talking about feeling hopeless, um, you know, they, they aren't seeing a lot of purpose or meaning in their lives. Um, you know, that's one thing we work really hard on with veterans is reestablishing that purpose after coming back from, uh, from combat, because, you know, oftentimes these folks, you know, they had really set positions, they had a mission, they had a purpose. Um, they were oftentimes, you know, they had rank and, and so now they're coming back and feeling very lost, you know, in, in the civilian world. And so mm -hmm. trying to reestablish that for them. Um, any type of impulsive behavior that you're seeing. And this can also be related to substances. There's a direct link oftentimes between substance use, mental health, and suicidal ideation. And so, you know, that's something that we really want to pay attention to, you know, if there's any type of substance use happening. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Gosh, you've given our listeners so much to think about, but more importantly, have equipped them with things to watch out for. And I think your words are trust your gut, uh, you know, whether you call that a mother's instinct or a wife's instinct or just a caregiver, you know your loved one best. And so trust your gut and reach out is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and these, there's never one thing that leads to a person, typically there's never one thing that leads to a person committing suicide or attempting suicide. I mean, at this point, you know, statistics vary, but the latest one, you know, it's approximately 20 veterans a day that are uh, committing suicide. And that doesn't even take into account how many attempts, you know, so this is a very real, it's a very serious crisis that we're dealing with. And, you know, I would imagine for these folks, I and mean, we just lost, unfortunately, a Marine last week, you know, to, to suicide. And this was, you know, we always reel from this, like, what did we miss? What, what could we have done differently? You know, we, we question ourselves, much less I can imagine a family member. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, the main thing is, is that there's typically not one thing that leads to it. It's a multitude of things that build on one another. And then when there's not any type of intervention or support, you know, it, it just becomes so overwhelming for, for the veteran. And I think oftentimes for the family too, they just don't know what to do. Right. Um, you know, and so this can also start causing like relationship problems, problems at work, 
Um, it's even harder if someone's not employed, you know, because they don't have anything to focus on, you know, it's just kind of sitting there in this ideal state, not, you know, not really having anything to, to concentrate or feel that they have purpose with. Yes. And so, you know, these things can, again, start to, to, to build and, and, you know, become this sort of downward spiral that veterans struggle with. So any of these factors, you know, especially if you're seeing them in combination with one another, you know, we want to make sure that, that we're reaching out and getting some support for the veteran and their families. Oh, absolutely. Thank goodness you are here serving our community, Dr. Kelly, with you and your staff. So say we have a veteran who has uh, luckily been connected with the Marietta Vet Center and they are receiving therapeutic services through you. What can family members or coworkers or friends do to support that veteran in the, for the rest of the time, um, you know, in the home setting or in the business setting? Absolutely. Well, I think the main thing is recognizing this is a process, you know, this is going to take time. And I, I think that, you know, oftentimes folks want the person to get better right away. <laughs> it's like yeah. they, they feel that pain, you know, they see the, the person they care about suffering and, and hurting you know, they, they come from a place of good intentions, but that can create more anxiety actually for the veteran. If there's this feeling of sort of needing to rush the process because mm, yeah. they didn't get there overnight, this isn't gonna be fixed overnight. Oh, so this is, this is gonna take some time. Um, so having patience, being flexible, being open, being non-judgmental, um, not trying to fix the veteran, but just sitting in the process with them, you know, being part of the journey, walking side by side with them. Um, I think education is really important. You know, a, a lot of times I think folks um, who've not been in the military don't understand military culture. They don't understand PTSD. And so educating themselves as much as they can. And I'll, I'll give you some resources at the end of this, you know, for okay. folks to go check out um, that might help them in terms of just getting an understanding of what this consists of. Because um, I think that that can be helpful too where they don't personalize it, you know, or they don't feel that, um, you know, it's never going to get better, you know, that they can understand and put this in some context. Um, so I think just having realistic expectations. And um, the other thing that I really talk, especially to family members about is their own self-care, you know, making sure they're getting connected with their own support systems, their own counseling, you know, other family members um, who have veterans in their lives, you know, so they're not we, the biggest thing that, that is probably our, our most significant obstacle is trying to do this in isolation. And that means for anybody, whether it's a provider, whether it's a veteran, whether it's a family member, you know, we wanna be getting that support. We wanna stay connected because this is a, a very, um, uh, can be a very overwhelming issue and it, and it can cycle downward very quickly. And so we wanna make sure that we have that support in place on all fronts. And so, you know, family members taking care of themselves and having those support systems and engaging in things that bring them joy and happiness, whether that's hobbies or their work or, you know, getting involved in things that are meaningful to them too, um, I think can be really helpful. Oh, absolutely. We've also been hosting a mindful self-compassion series and I have gained a better understanding of the importance of self-care through all times, but particularly during times like this, when you are in a caregiver role, and particularly if you are living with a person who is suffering from a mental health condition, it's important to take care of yourself first. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's interesting because right before I came into this, we um, were offering a new Tai Chi class here at the Marietta Vet Center for veterans and their families. And, and I participated as a provider because I'm thinking I need to take care of myself. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just things like that, you know, that mind-body connection and, you know, that whole aspect of, yeah, mindfulness and self-care. I can't emphasize that enough, you know, because if, if we're not putting our, you know, our own uh, uh, mass on, you know, in terms of taking care of ourselves, we, we can't help the people next to us, you know, so Absolutely. we want to make sure we're doing that first. Okay. Well, Dr. Kelly, as we look to wrap up, you mentioned resources, and I know our listeners would be so appreciative of learning more. For veterans and their families who are in need of resources, how can they find you? Where should they go? Where should they turn first? Absolutely. So let me start. Uh, I'll start at my location and I'll work up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. So um, so we're at the Marietta Vet Center and um, you can reach me and, and my amazing team here at uh, 404-327-4954. And you can certainly email me as well. Um, that would be holly, H-O-L-L-I dot Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y at V-A dot gov, G-O-V. Um, so that's with Marietta. But if you want to get connected with any vet center across the country, um, this is a, a line that you can call that's staffed by counselors as well as they can provide you with referrals um, and connections in your community. So that is one eight seven seven war vet so that's 1-877-927-8387 um, there's also the veterans crisis line so that is 1-800-273-8255 and you just press one and that gets you connected um, to a counselor it's staffed 24 7 um, so family members and veterans can call that if they're having concerns, especially around any type of suicidal ideation. Um, there is also Military One Source, and that is uh, more specific to families. And so that is 1-800-342-9647. And then there's also um, a website I'm going to give you. It's called maketheconnection.net. So that's M-A-K-E. T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot net. And this is specifically where you can learn more about um, suicidal thoughts and behaviors, treatment options, self-help tools, resources um, to help you uh, connect and find hope um, within your communities. And this is for veterans and their families. Wow, so many great resources. We will, we are excited to share those with our community and with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Kelly. Um, this concludes this session of Mind Your Mind Speaks. We definitely thank Dr. Kelly and the entire team at the Marietta Vet Center for what they do day in and day out to support veterans and their families. And we thank you for listening today.